Jackson Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up guys? It's JK3. So we are recording midweek uh, in between the 23-21 loss to the Saints in preseason game two, and we have preseason game three coming up on Sunday. Um, you know, how's everything going with you guys? I know we chatted a little bit uh, before about the, uh, what is it, the milk crate challenge or something like that? <laughs> man, <laughs> man. Okay. After this is so offense, cool. I want to do the crate challenge. So, so it, it's funny because when I see people looking at and looking at them climbing those stupid crates, and I'm just like, y'all, like, when do y'all have time to do this stuff? These TikTok videos or anything like that. And and where what grocery store are you going to to go steal all these crates from? You you are obviously going to Publix, Walmart, or somewhere. And the people that are working back in the cooler, you're just, hey, bro, I need those. Let me go get those right quick. And you're walking out of the store with like 30 crates. You might get a milk crate or two sometimes if you see one outside. You got to have like 20 of these things to get some of these challenges they have that they're going off. Ridiculous. I don't don't get it. I don't get the whole phenomenon around it. I'm not jumping on a milk crate. I know I'm going to fall and bust my behind. So that's just what it is. But I enjoy the videos of people trying. I showed I showed my dad I showed my dad the videos and um, he he works for a school <laughs> and he's like oh man I've got access to a bunch of those you want to do this you want to set this up I'm like no I do not want to do this are you crazy like there's no way but it is um, you know just uh, uh, America's it? way to be American I guess. Is it for like the water challenge, like for a charity or something, or people are just no, not doing no, it? No, no, <laughs> it's just people, people doing dumb things. Okay. Um, as a, as a local, uh, you know, born and raised uh, Jacksonville citizens, uh, for all of you out there that even try to do it within Duval County and surrounding counties, uh, old man Skinner, Skinner's Dairy, for all of us that grew up in the eighties. And, and 90s telling my age a little bit he'd be very upset with you guys using those milk crates in that in that fashion so it should be uh, <laughs> it should be played the next like family reunion like instead of, like the sack race oh and, you know three-legged race and all that other stuff we should do the milk crate challenge at, at, at family reunion that's actually pretty funny yeah uh, i would why hasn't anyone of, done at the beach yet what milk crate challenge yeah like i, I hear it has something to do with like the 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 grass with it being unforgiving and uh, like you can do it. It's easier. Supposedly, it's easier if you do it like on cement versus grass. But, you know, how come no one's done it at the beach yet? Uh, well, I can tell you, I haven't done a whole lot of research on this, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen little bits and pieces of this on Twitter and Instagram. But, uh, you know, now that you've brought it to my attention and, and, and everything, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll try to get an answer for you on that. Um, I honestly think the sand may be the safest place to do it because you yeah. think about it, like when you dig in like the sand it it, it doesn't have as much give you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be. maybe we should drop a bunch of crates off off stadium and have a list yeah. of players that we think should try this whether if they're going to make the team or not if That's they make idea. it across then they make the team we could do that <laughs> Or how about like to make the press conferences with Urban Meyer a little bit more exciting? He has to climb to the top of the crates to give the oh, press conference. Bro, was, was that the first time in Jaguars history that like a head coach did a press conference without a Jaguars polo on? 
Yeah, generic looking <laughs> Costco Bro, this polo. Dude was up there in the in the George polo from Walmart. <laughs> he, he didn't even have bro. That wasn't even a Nike golf polo. That was like a cafeteria serving polo, like someone like a lunch lady wears, like a plain old white polo with a bacon neck. Like, like, bro, like, come on, man. What is that? I mean, wouldn't you think the Jags and the NFL would sort of be, you know, angry about that? I mean, for for. The first thing is he gets any Jaguars apparel that he possibly wants, right? And uh, and the second thing is, I mean, that's like a marketing thing for them. I mean, they want these guys to wear Jags apparel when they're speaking. So why do that? I mean, I know this is like so not relevant, but look who his best buddies are. Like, you know, um, on Belichick, draft day, video of all the coaches, the war room, the big decision. And what's he do? He got his dog in the chair in the kitchen and <laughs> Belichick's nowhere to be found. Yeah, I so, did like that. Well, Herb, I hope Derek. Herbs, I, I got a feeling that Herbs is kind of, he's definitely not him, but he's going to kind of follow in that same manner. Uh, you know, do what I want and wear what I want. And I don't know right. why, like every time he gets in a press conference, like why are we believing everything this man is saying? Okay. All right, that's well, another thing too. One one thing, uh, let me say a couple things about that. One, I still feel like it's so early to like, you know, kind of like disparage uh, you know, the, the truthfulness or or whatnot of his press conferences potentially, but I don't watch I didn't watch a lot of college football when he was a college football coach. I watched some of the big games or whatever, but I never saw press conferences with him. Is this normal or is he actually dejected on the verge of retiring because of how this has gone so far? Is he normally like this in these press conferences? No. Okay. So the, the, the joke is, okay. The story goes back to his Gator days. You know, he, they, they weren't playing too well. They just had a bad season. He locked himself in a closet, all kind of craziness. And so, you locked know, himself in the closet. Yeah, he locked himself in a room in a closet. That's the story. Unconfirmed. Allegedly. 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 Hmm. So and then, you know, he does have an issue where he has a mask growing in his head. And, you know, so, you know, stress can cause that mass to you know get larger and he goes to Ohio State and then has the thing with the assistant coach and he abruptly leaves there, too. So. When you look at it, yeah, He's kind of got that, you know, that love-hate relationship, but winning cures everything. And in both places, he won. So that's why the fans stuck up for him and they're they're loyal to him at Ohio State. And even Gator fans. Now, Gator fans have forgiven him. They, they should. He got him two natties. So, um, yeah, winning cures everything. So he's just got to win, and then people will get over it. But my thing is just, why are we believing, like, you know, why are, you saying, why are you saying that, though? What do you mean by that? I don't understand. I mean, by what? When you say, why are we believing him? What do you mean by that? Oh, just he gets up on the podium and he's somber. You know, Trevor's going to be QB one. Da, da. And, and then everyone's taking. Oh, look, he's already not wanting to be here. Look, he's not engaged. Man, he <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they, they look at every little thing and they're like judging him. I'm like. Oh, Why are you believing? Yeah, like okay. don't look at you. They're looking too much into it. He's probably messing with people. He's probably having fun. I don't think he's messing with anybody. I I I, don't, I think he's got a serious problem on his hand, and I think he needs to understand that. Um, <laughs> yeah. That so he's I actually think, depressed. I, know, I really, I really think he has. You really think? I, you I think, I think really he's that think depressed he's that, already? I don't think he's depressed. Too. No, no, no. Let me no. I don't think he's depressed. No, but I think he's got a serious problem on his hands to where 
He needs to know that your preseason games when you were in college was playing against, you know, your St. Mother of Mary Catherine universities and like all those other places where you had to go ahead and get your, your plays and things like that figured out. Like right now, man, your number one, your, your golden goose has taken pressure 40% of the change or 40% of the time. Like, Every game is going to count, not necessarily going to count, but people are going to be on your tail for the next 19 weeks or 18 weeks of the season right now. And for what we're looking at right now and the, and the, the, the thing that's probably stressing him out is I don't know if he wants to, sh- I don't know how much I believe of he wants to show this or doesn't want to show that or anything. But my thing is, bro, you got to be able to line up and run some type of Madden offense something bro. you got to be able to run trips right you got to be able to run trips right um you know fl go you got to be able to run a power dive you got to be able to run something and you can't do that right now at least with the first string at least with the first stringers but you know within as as certain jacksonville three things two things have been constant with jacksonville one i don't understand how the offense continues to run on third and eight you have a six yard play I don't get it. I do not understand how it's third and eight and you complete a pass in front of the sticks and not beyond it. That's one thing that's been constant since Mike Malarkey has been here or since Mike Malarkey was here. And then the other thing that's been, um, you know, constant with the Jags and I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> it was a really good point too. Dang it. Hold on. Um, the third and like six pa- passing short of the first down. No, nah, it wasn't passing. Dang it! I forgot my train of thought. Anyway, no, yeah, that too. <laughs> they're not good, but um, dang, I forgot what I was gonna say. But anyways, yeah, I don't understand how that is just so constant to where the, the offense just looks just just mediocre, um, you know, through through so many regimes. Because the offensive line's been, you know, horrible. But has it? Like everybody's coming out, everybody's coming out of the woodworks now, and like trying to be a pro or trying to be a reporter and being like, "Oh well, the the offensive line has been been shady for the last two years." When Minshew was going on his tear with Minshew Magic, it was the same offensive line, and he was making crap happen. Minshew was first of all, Minshew was moving around the pocket. Second of all, defenses weren't taking them seriously, and you got defenses now like, "Up, oh, we got Golden Boy here. Let's how go." How do you ahead not take him serious? You, how, how do you not take because them we're the Jags? Because we're the but Jags. No, Nobody's there's taking no way. Serious. There's no it's, way the defenses uh, aren't. There, there's no way the defenses aren't scheming and saying that we're not going to take this guy serious. We're just going to line up in a base formation <laughs> and just just say, "Oh, we, we've got him back there." Yeah. No. No. They. They. they I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> We've been the laughing stock of the league for I don't know how long. Okay. Years. Okay. So when you really look at this, now that we've got a first round draft pick, we've got this shiny new QB, we've got this shiny new coach, you know, you're, you're going to have more, you know, people coming after you. They're going to be more motivated. Maybe they weren't motivated. We still went one in 15. Yeah. Minshew tore it up, but how much of that was garbage time? The I mean, year before that. Come- what do you mean the year before that? Minshew, what the year the year before that? <laughs> he, he, what are you talking about? He was with Nick no. Foles. When Nick, when Nick Foles went out, he was he, he was in. So that was two years ago. That was okay. uh, two years ago. So okay. the year yeah, before that. I'm losing my train of thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The year yeah. before that, you know, everyone had to scheme for him. This dude came in. He came in and completed and, like, set a record for most completed passes in a row. 
and with the same makeshift offensive line. So I don't understand like how the like how everybody's just saying all the stuff about the offensive line not being able to hold up. They're continuing to find them as a scapegoat, and I really think that the issue is is the is the is the coordinator. I think that there's something not clicking. Well, right now. well, when you know we're not going to dwell on that game, but the, you know the the game was called poorly when you look at it because of the the, the, the plays he was leaving leaving him out to dry a lot. He wasn't doing anything to protect them as far as from a play call standpoint. Whether if it's, you know, if you're running five and seven step drops, you know, you got to run some some different things to, to change it up. He was being a little bit too pre- predictable. I found but out that, the second yeah. thing I was going to say. Sorry, before I lose my con. No, no, no. Lose. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, I got to hear this. Uh, okay. So, so the, the first thing was them running the, the, the third and or third and six. They run the play like two yards in front, in front of it. And the second thing is us getting hyped about the backup quarterback. Now it's CJ Brethard high. Like everyone loves CJ now. <laughs> Screw Minshew. Everybody hey, wants CJ now. Hey, Urban Meyer was even doing that in the press conference. Okay, so he was I like quick, that, but, remember he was but, like quick release and I really like what he's doing out there. Fast pace. I mean he's saying it, you know. I mean that that's the 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 second string quarterback is the most popular person in town. Like yeah. consistently. And I would say the third thing too would be just lack of offensive production. And I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know if it's – okay, so if the offensive line if, – if your quarterback does not have time to throw balls, right, and not to get super technical into it or anything else like that, and I'm just basing it off of what I would do in Madden. If I'm – and this is not like I'm just saying what – listen, no, no, no. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just trying to be as te- – I'm just trying to be not as technical. I'm trying to be as technical – Technically non-technical as I possibly can. I need to hear if this because I suck game, at Madden. Listen, if I'm playing a game and if I notice that this guy is sending pressure and sending everything the entire time, I'm going to dink and dunk to my – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit James Robinson out in the flats for him to make a play. I'm going to hit LaVishka Chenault, who everyone's been raving about, been this, this, this gadget player that you can put him in all these different situations. I'm not putting Carlos Hyde out there because – Obviously, all he knows how to do is just run into, you know, the back of his offensive line. There's no field vision there. Or I'm getting people in space. I'm doing quick plays to free up the blitz. <laughs> to, to take pressure off the blitz, right? Am yeah. I right or wrong? So, Am I right or wrong? No, no, you, you're right. But and, and, you know, that goes to the play calling, like you just said. Uh, and like I just said, we both agree. We both agree with that. What I'm saying is. When you have an offensive line, what I'm saying is is the internal motivation, okay? The internal motivation for a lot of the teams we're going to play this year is going to be greater than it was last year and the year before because you've got Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, Mm -hmm. two big names. That's all Mm -hmm. I'm saying is they're going to get up to play. And whereas with Minshew – I'm not saying they didn't, you know, scheming, you know, scheming for him because, of course, they study, they prepare, defensive coordinators do that. But they're like, is this dude really going to beat us? No. Okay. Now they're like, okay, they think Jacksonville thinks they got something. They got Golden Boy. Okay. Yeah. We're going to show them today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a little bit more motivation there. And especially for NFL coaches, too. There may be some DCs out there that are like, you telling me this guy was able to get an NFL job and I've been doing this for 10 years. He was able to come in and get a head coach gig right away. Okay. We're going to show him today. 
We're going to well, show him today. That, that, that's what I'm saying is well, there's, there's, there's more, there's more motivation internally because in, at the NFL, and you should know this, we've talked about this JK three, all these guys are professionals. They're all here and they all can play. They, they all are, you know, the, the, the best at their craft. You give them a little bit more motivation to do something, to play harder. It goes from being good to being really good. And, you know, week one, Houston, all we all thought that it was going to be a, a crapshoot and we would have a chance because they're so dysfunctional. I don't know about that now. Well, I mean, if, I if really you're talking you're, you're talking about an edge. I mean, the edge would be to be better than one in 15. I mean, one in 15 last year and the year before that, there were five and 18. And so the bar is five games right now, because if if Trevor can't and, and Urban can't go out and beat a five and or, or five and um, what was it? Five and 12, I guess. Five and 12 11. record. Five and five 11, 11 record. Five and yeah. 11. Sorry, I went to public school. So uh, a five and 11 <laughs> record. Um, if, if they can't go out and be a five and 11 record with Urban Meyer, uh, Trevor Lawrence, all these different athletes. I mean, Urban's doing his best job to clear the roster. I mean, there's a couple of draft picks that he's already cut you know, on, on the team right now that, that were, you know, from the previous regime. So he's doing his best to try to make his mark on it. But the bar for this team is six games. I think in, in we may, this is why we need a producer for someone to really be able to kind of check what the Vegas stat line is right now. But I think the over under for the Jags right now is like six games. I think it's six games over under. So, I mean, that that's still the record. I mean, that's still the, the bar they're trying to set. So they're literally playing for for five games and if Minshew won five games behind this makeshift line you don't think t-law can win at least six purely based off arm talent yeah he could he 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 definitely could and we've been and we've been doing a lot of bashing let's speak about some positives here we're not doing any bashing this is just real talk We'll talk, yeah, and, and I mean, talking, focusing on the negatives. I won't say bashing, but focusing on the negatives. People, Trevor Lawrence has got the real deal arm. There were a couple throws he made the other day. There was one he was going against the grain, and he put it on the money and got hit for it. And most most QBs can't make that throw. Most QBs in the NFL can't make that throw. I can't where he hit his hand on the time. helmet. Yeah, um, I don't know if he hit his hand on the helmet or not, but he was going left and he and he threw obviously with his right hand and he put it right on the money. There's a Pro Bowl quarterback in Baltimore that I know for a fact can't make that throw, and he can. So obviously he's a different type of QB. Point is he he's got the goods. So can he get us to six wins? Sure he can, but they've got to find some sort of scheme, some sort of you know, you know continuity and, and 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 rhythm on offense. That's another thing too. They lack. There's no rhythm. There are two left feet out there on offense right now. So you I mean, shifted the positive. Comes, no, no more yeah. negative. <laughs> I mean, it's so, not. It's not negative. It's, true. it's just calling it's it true. what it is. So, so you've got. You've. It, it, it looks like to me you've got. You know, if whether if Herbs is in, in his office shuffling pieces around trying to find that rhythm, trying to find that right shoe. Um, we'll, we'll see. But I'm just glad he named named him starter finally. Okay, that's, that's you know, yeah. let's let's get that crap over with. That should have been done two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever. You know, was it mind games, or was it herbs just being herbs? We like, knew that he was going to be the starter, but you knew yeah. that Trevor was going to be the starter the day he was drafted. Like, if he didn't beat Minshew out for the starting job, just strictly off based off of arm talent, I mean, 
you knew that he was going to be the starter when these guys were going to Clemson and doing all the summer camp stuff and everything else like that. Like, I don't understand why it was a buying game or, or why Urban just decided to wait. Yeah. Maybe he didn't want to hand over the keys or anything else like that. But in my opinion, as far as gameplay goes, I think Trevor has only showed flashes of what he could be. I think it was Minshew's job to lose. I think Minshew had the most continuity with the offensive line, had the rapport with some of the receivers. It was his job to lose. So the only thing that really won Trevor, you know, the 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 position was one, him being the number one or him being the number one overall pick. So you got I mean, you, and, he, and you got to make him the number. He's got to be the starter from there coming in. And two, I don't think Minshew. You know, I don't think the rapport was there for him to – he didn't make the throws. He didn't make the stuff that he should have been. There was a couple of plays that happened in that game where he missed a wide open um, – he, he missed the, the guy, uh, Jalen Camp. Textbook throw. Jalen Camp had two guys beat down the side, and all he had to do was throw it on the outside hash. What did Minshew do? He threw it and left it on the inside hash. Jalen had to come back and break it up. There was a wide open, uh, you know, play that he, he, uh, he hit, I think, it, or he missed – uh, it was either 18 or 11, I think, on the offense. I don't, I don't know who it was, but he to 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 continue to drive. He hasn't made the plays. He didn't he didn't make the plays, and I think that you know purely off of some of the flashes that Trevor showed is what's making him the starter. But still, making him the starter only goes so far if we have the same poor continuity and offensive production on Sunday. It, I mean. You can't tell me in these first two games that are that have happened right now that he's done anything spectacular for you to say, "Damn, that's or dang, that's the number one pick." For for I see why we got him. A couple of throws against the grain. What has he really done to solidify himself as a starting quarterback? So, isn't that the reason that they are making him the starter to get him more reps in practice? Is that going to make a big difference? You think, or is it too late? It's it, it's supposed to if you if things are followed the 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 way you know whatever the way is. Yes, is he the Mandalorian? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever the way is, but he's not even. Is he even going to play this week? I don't think he's going to play. So it's he's not supposed like to be playing. I think. They're, they're, I think. They're, I think they said they're, they're, they're all going to play. They're going to jump. They're all they going to play out there. They better. <laughs> well, they, they haven't earned well, anything not to play. That's true. That's true. You're in the starting we'll job, see. evidently. We'll oh yeah, yeah. That makes it so much more, and you're going to no, cut out. The point is, they've got to find some offensive rhythm somehow, some way. C.J. Beathard has found it, and there's a decent chance that he could be the backup. There's a decent chance that they could carry three QBs, which they never have done. That's that's not usually the Jaguar way, but different regime, obviously. Um, but Minshew's in a bit, some bit of a trouble, you know, in a bit of trouble for that backup spot now because Bethford is pushing. Um, because Bethford's made the plays that he needed to make. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Well, he's, 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 he's mentioned, mentioned we've got we've got a better look at this offense from CJ Beathard than what we have from Trevor Lawrence. But you also got to remember too, we're talking about third and fourth stringers by the time he gets into the game. It's the it's given what he's it's given what he's he, he's taking what he's given. Yeah. You got to play the level of your competition. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm on the I'm on the 
you know, hey, just go with the guy who has who's gotten you the most points, you got the most drives, and Minshew, if you decide to keep him fine. If not, uh, there's probably no market for him. Then just you know, you let him go. Oh, no, they'll, they'll get some. They'll get something for him. You think they'll get something for him? You really? They, they've got to. They. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll get something for him. Probably not now because a catastrophic injury hasn't happened yet. But I think that. I mean, there was rumor that the Eagles were interested in uh, in, in Minshew earlier this year, and the deal fell apart. Um, there, there, there's going to be some lookers, and there's going to be some people out there for him, just because. He's a he's a game manager. He's somebody that can come in and really just manage the game and manage the offenses and manage some of the things you've done. I mean, you forget he won five games as someone who was just running around making plays and finding the open man. Mm. That's it. Like, I mean, unless Doug Marone had like a crazy unless that that was stuff that was just actually planned for him to do. You know, he's a game manager. He's someone that comes out and, you know, and, and manages. Um, you know, he'll will you to a win. I mean, that's why I don't think he played a lot of the games last year. You know, you could say he was a thumb injury, but one thing that he is, he's not a quitter. He's got hard. Oh, no. So, you never I mean, gonna, he's going to win you Oh, you, you, I'm definitely not questioning. You're going you're gonna to win him that. But, I mean, based off of, you know, it, all that happens is all it needs is an is a, is a injury needs to happen. Someone that doesn't have a plan B is going to get desperate and really be able to give up you know, hopefully, you know, compensatory pick, maybe a fifth, uh, you know, for him, depending on how desperate they are. I mean, if, if Blake still had looks uh, and was considered in the in the camp, and I love the boat just like everybody else, but I mean, if he had, you know, was considered Green at one Bay. time in, in Green Bay, mm-hmm. is he I on mean, the team right now? No, he's no, not. I don't think so. That's yeah, shocking, isn't it? Not on a team at not all. Not really. Not on a team at all. Todd, you know, what's shocking is Todd Gurley's not on the team. That's what's shocking. No, Todd Gurley's knee is toast. That's why he's not on the team. If his knee wasn't toast, he'd be he'd be on someone's roster. Well, um, so you guys were talking about Urban's decision on waiting to name Lawrence the you know the the starting quarterback. We talked about the press conference, and then we were talking in the group text the other day about the uh, I don't know if it was an article or like a radio interview or something that Pete Prisco did where he was sort of uh, I guess becoming the outlet for certain players that were feeding him information that they're unhappy with Urban Meyer and you know they think it's too much of a college approach and it's sort of like the criticisms you hear a lot of times for college coaches that are in their first year Uh, what do you guys attribute that to because Prisco wouldn't just make that up. Some there's some players telling him that and and wanting to get that out there. So is that something that we should be concerned about? If the players were here last year, then their opinion doesn't matter. End of story. That's just that. If they were here last year, their opinion doesn't matter. And what I mean by that is, okay, if you were here last year and the year before, heck, even the 2017 season. If you've been here that long, which I doubt it, there might be one or a couple of them. Um, no, unless unless he heard it directly he from Dewan Smoot, <laughs> unless 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 Smoot or Miles Jack, you know, told him that, then that's the only person you know, that that would be the mm-hmm. only credible thing ever. Because, like like you said, Derek, y'all went one in fifteen last year. Yeah, we got no reason to be complaining about anything. The year before mm-hmm. that, that's a good point. You know, you went five and what, 11? 
I right? guarantee you. Yep. One player that may have said that, and we don't know. We don't have any sources. Don't speculate because we still may need him on the podcast. Don't don't. Yeah, we, 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 yeah. But there's there's one. <laughs> there's, a, there, there's two. There's two players. I think said it. Two. One in particular. Um, he happens to play left tackle for us, but you know he could be a leak. But I don't know uh, because just the fact that like camera obviously. Yeah, there's something there. I don't know. There, there's just something there. And, you know, he really wasn't all that excited about coming back anyway. I mean, now that he's got he's got competition, too. And I don't know yeah. how much of a competition it would be because. Yeah. And, and see, the thing, too, is like, so we don't have access to training camp or and seeing all these things. And we just hear all these things about Walker Little being this and Walker Little being that and just literally seeing. Walker Little getting walked into the quarterback, you know, <laughs> on, on 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 Monday Night Football. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, and that's the that's the third thing that I think of that's that's consistent. <laughs> Them getting embarrassed on nationally televised, you know, TV, bro. Right. I have friends and family that are nationwide, and as soon as they get the chance to see the Jags and hear all the stuff that I've been talking. What garbage. happens? Yeah, it's you know, garbage. That, that's what happens. Derek, who's the other guy? Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anymore. Oh, you already said one. Why don't you say yeah, the I'm other just, one? Just say I'm, the other I'm one. Gonna, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna Derek, keep my say the other one. Myself. I'm gonna keep my opinions to myself. You already outed Cam Robinson. He's burying the lead. Burying yeah. the lead. He he wants to be right in midseason when this person gets traded before the trade. Yeah, deadline. yeah, that's right. Is so that obvious? Should I know? Keep it to me. No, it's not that. It's it's obvious. It's just. When you look at you know certain things about you know people that have been on the team and the things that way the way things have gone, obviously you can't really tell. They're not sitting there asking questions. Oh, do you like herbs or not? You know, or do you like Coach Meyer or not? You know, of course they're going to answer in a positive manner. I just look at it like from body language. You know, just watching body language of people when they he re, when they react with him, like C.J. Henderson. Maybe is that who it is. No, nah, I don't. I don't even think C.J. Henderson, to be honest with you. No, C.J. Henderson doesn't talk, so I wouldn't. Yeah. Be so, yeah. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I just I just look at like body language and that's why like Cam Robinson's body language has kind of just been like, you know, whatever, you know, he's just kind of a couple of times that, you know, I've seen him not just in practice footage, but in game, he's his body language just hasn't looked hmm. there. Was it, was it you know? Tebow after he got cut? 
Man. He started leaking everything. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so funny? Right. Um, and, and, and correction, and Tebow, and Tebow did not, uh, it wasn't nine years. It was like six or seven years that he was out of the league. Maybe six years, I'd say. I think I said nine the other day, but it felt like. Nine. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Somebody tell you about that or something? No, I, I thought about it afterwards, <laughs> and, I, and I, I didn't even look it up. But I think, yeah, it's probably like six or seven. But I was just so amped up because I'm like. Hey, he can't block. You know, he's just gonna come in and start blocking some of these guys. See if you looked at some of these boulders out there, these dudes are massive. And yeah, I know I like, he's not a punk, but he's just gonna come in and start blocking them. Yeah, okay. I like how we don't even like check each other. Like you said that, and I was like, Yeah, man, nine years, that's crazy. Who cares about the uh, official right? Who cares yeah, about who, the who cares about yeah. the stats? The, but, yeah, the point was was the point. I mean, we kind of understood yeah. what you were saying. So, um, but let me if, ask if you. These guys, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if these guys are unhappy with him already, if they don't like it because it's not the NFL way, you know, well, then what's the NFL way? Enlighten us and enlighten the staff so we can start sure. winning. Yeah. I mean, the NFL way is to to win. It is to win, but, bro. Like, yeah, you know, but you don't hear this. You don't hear this stuff coming out of any other places that win. You winning cares all. If you if you guys win or if you're doing something right or even competitive or, you know, on your way to, you know, having a building culture and like all this other stuff, you don't have these little leaks and these little drops of like information about people being unhappy and everything. And and I really do agree with your point about if someone is unhappy about something, they were here last year for one in 15. Bro, you you have no you did not win anything. The only thing sure. that you delivered was the first round over round pick. Or first overall pick. That's all you delivered to us. And that that's it. That's the only thing that you've done. Like you go down in history as like a historic team that has lost. Like you don't Dang. you don't have any you don't have anything to say. Man, like, hold literally. up a little bit. Jeez. No, I'm just being real. You have no reason to be unhappy. Like you like, you have no reason to be unhappy. JK3 is like, it's not negative. It's not negative. And he's like, you're historically the worst team in the history. Historically one of the worst teams. Yeah, man. They're not, they're not the worst. Though. They're not no, the worst. No, no, no. I'm pretty not sure, they're, I'm the sure there's a, de- there's the a Detroit worst, Lions no. team sure. that's the worst of all time. I'm pretty sure. Not, yeah, but, not right. the worst, but, you know, you you go down as, as one of the teams that had to go 1-15 in 15 to, to to secure your team or secure yeah, your, your, right. your, your pick. There's right, nothing so- to... So, so Derek uh, confirmed Pete Prisco's source was Cam Robinson. So, um, the, no, uh, we other did not. Thing, yeah, I did not confirm that because I don't know that. That's it's my opinion. Don't let that. Don't no, let you said it. And, and subscribe, up. subscribe to our Patreon to find out the other player that Derek was uh, mentioning. <laughs> um, we should probably get one of those. I think. So you mentioned uh, Todd Gurley, and I'm assuming you know to a certain degree the only reason you bring him up is because we're probably looking for replacements for Travis Etienne at this point. And I don't know if that guy's a replacement or not, but what kind of devastating impact aside from Urban Meyer's just complete depressive uh, tone in the in the press conference when it was brought up? What impact is that going to have on the offense this year? Not having that guy out there. I don't think it's going to have very much impact because we didn't see what they were going to do with with him because yeah. we Carlos Hyde got a lot of the burn in the second on, on, on some of those handoffs, which was the weirdest thing ever to me. Like, how do you take someone what ETM was taking 25th, I believe? Yeah, in fact, I think so, yeah, 20, yeah, 20 yeah, ish 
it in there and <laughs> somebody's gonna be i guarantee somebody's gonna be in my twitter thread like oh, how do you not know where travis Etienne was taken oh like trust oh, me I, people yeah, will say I, it. I don't care. <laughs> whatever he wasn't first overall so it doesn't matter anyways so our second first round pick if he's not taking the snaps if james james robinson who you know may do what he could he had a couple of runs we know what james robinson is capable of because obviously behind this makeshift offensive line he still had a record-setting year as a rookie uh undrafted free agent actually uh last year so we know he's he's capable of etn it was just very weird to me and again i don't know if this is urban trying to keep his cards close to him but how do you not hit etn in a couple swing passes how do you not get him out there to alleviate that blitz and you know really to have trevor's blanket out there you know the person that he played like he was lined up with this man for like three or four years at Auburn like if James Robinson isn't in why isn't ETN next to him why is Carlos Hyde there like why that 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 baffles me and ETN can still take handoffs like so I'm not saying that every time ETN comes in it's got to be a swing pass or some gadget player or something like that but literally out there where he can make the protections and make the blocks he blocked for him um, you know, make the protections and take the handoffs or call out the audibles. Why would you not have his security blanket out there next to him? Yeah. Like, this is super strange to me. So now he's hurt with Liz Frank. He may not return to be the same, like, player after that. So you definitely got, if depending on what, Ur- what Urban had going and what kind of, you know, plays and things he had lined up, um, there's words out there and there's things out there that he was going to use ETN, like Kamara, you know, or, or Tyree Hill, you know, a couple of these other, you know, gadget players, not gadget players, because those are both pretty good players, but kind of use them. In this, yeah. Kind of use them in the same, same thing. So now, and then you had Tavon Austin, who was kind of showing his, you know, showing that he still had a little bit of gas in the tank. Uh, he goes down today in training camp. So, or yeah, he goes down today at camp. So yeah, I have no idea, you know, what they're going to look for and if they're going to bring in one, but I know Carlos Hyde is not the solution. That's an unfortunate injury, and that stinks. I agree with everything that JK3 said for once. Um, for once. For once. Yeah, for once. <laughs> for once. No, but, um, yeah, who, who are you going to get? I mean, there's some, there's some serviceable guys out there. Um, me personally, I wouldn't, you know, Todd Gurley is not a, a – no. You know, I know no one said that or anything like that. Just his knee is definitely never has been the same. Um, that's going to be a decision for them to make. Definitely going to need somebody on third down. I mean, Robinson could obviously be third down, but Carlos Hyde is, you know, I, I thought that we would only see him if we got inside the five. To but he was getting like plays out on the 30. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I thought. In? Yeah, I, I was like, okay, Carlos Hyde, the only way we're seeing Carlos Hyde is if we get inside, like, the five-yard line and we just need somebody to go run over somebody for for three or four yards to get past that goal line. If if Robinson's winded or, or something like that, that is it. So, you know, whether if it's someone like, you know, Duke Johnson, I think he's out there, uh, a couple others. Hey, do we want to go to TJ Yeldon route again? Probably no. not. Um <laughs> We don't want to go to Le'Veon. We don't want to go to Le'Veon. Yeah, you don't want to go Le'Veon either? No. So, hey, Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson are dependable. Uh, they, that that they, is true. That they, is, they're that dependable. Is true. So, no, but 
point is that's a big loss and it's unfortunate for for etn and hopefully he recovers and recovers fully and is able to get back to his old self next season and that's just tough it's a tough it was a tough break let's see who they let's see what they saw tough break stop yeah you know what (laughs) you know what no that's not what i meant okay see there you go again there you go the the stuff that we the stuff that we don't put in the pod is usually better than the stuff we we could you know go non-family friendly and put some of the stuff that him and i get into on on here and we'd probably be you know have a really good show then uh lots of cussing yeah but yeah (laughs) it's just it's it's crazy how that had happened and very limited stock on, on, on guys who we, we have and, and who are available that can come in and help the team. But yeah, Carlos Hyde to me, it, unless we're inside the five, he does not need to be on the field. So since we're talking about like free agents and things that can really like help us out, um, the defense, you know, we were able to add Shaquille Griffin and I don't know. He was involved. People, people again. People were at me or were adding me and saying, "Well, he didn't get mossed," and I guess I used the wrong definition of mossed. Okay, he was involved in two touchdowns that Jameis had gotten off <laughs> quick, and so as far as like the ball skills go, like I mean, he was one of the higher priced free agents that we decided to bring in. I mean, do you expect more from a free agent like on the defensive side of the ball to really be able to make those plays or? Were those just plays that the almighty Jameis Winston decided to 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 make? <laughs> Both. You expect more out of them. And I'll tell you this: that ball that hit the second touchdown, that ball was perfectly placed. No, it was perfect. There was, was going nothing, out of bounds or getting catch. Yeah, getting there caught. was nothing. He was right there. Shaq Griffin was right there to make the play, but the where the ball landed and where Jameis put the ball, end of story. So yeah. let's just, you know, you, you got to let that go. Now, the the uh, the first TD was bad because just, you know, they dang near ran into each other and almost. And then the guy creamed a wide receiver. If he didn't catch it, it would have been pass interference. And that that that's just that's just, you know, hey, guys, you know, they got to play together more to know where they are on the field. But I wouldn't. How many sold on Tyson Campbell either? Yeah. Yeah. How many perfectly placed balls are they going to see like that? That are just like right there. It's, it's, I mean, honestly, they're they're going to see a lot more than that. They're going to see they're going to see better quarterbacks this year than Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. Opinion. No. Oh, they're, they're definitely I know you I know you're a Florida State guy. I know no, that has nothing to do with that. I know he's your guy. I know I know he's your guy. I know he's your guy. He was but so you're psyched talking about, it. about I know. You're talking about <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you're talking about like in the in the middle of the season, you you got Tua, say what you want about Tua, say what you want about Kyler Murray, you know, say what you want about Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, there, there's a couple of players that, that, you know, there's a couple of quarterbacks, Matthew Stafford, there's a couple of quarterbacks you're going to see that are better than Jameis Winston. No. It, it, yeah. Every quarterback you just named is better than Jameis Winston. Russell you Wilson? Ru- yeah. All I'm saying is the ball, the, the ball placement, being put in that position to where the ball is just right out of your reach and – he he wasn't able to get it, and the other guy was able to get you know at least one hand up and go get it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be 
are you going to be put in that position again? You know, does he know to make a play next time? Does he know to do something, whether if it's pull the guy's, you know, hold, arm, the opposite arm to make him fall to, to get the pass in the PI call um, so he doesn't catch it? You know, yeah, he gets the balls like the two-yard line, but at least it's not in the end zone yet. So, yeah, live to fight another day. Yeah, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see. But, yo, I'm definitely not, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a Gator like you, JK3. I'm not a homer. I what love does that do with me? What is because that, what is Gator that fan, because Gator fans are homers. You believe everything else inside of Gainesville is the best thing since sliced bread. So <laughs> I, I understand that Jameis is a turnover. I feel machine. like I'm getting attacked. I was hoping we get. I was hoping we would get a pick or two from him because that's what he's known for in, in the NFL. Um, I I was the person that I wasn't even like on Tebow like that when he was here, and that uh, <laughs> there was one episode. There was one episode, if you remember, that I'm surprised we haven't got roasted about yet, where we opened it up with like, man, we got a tight end. This guy looks so good. You know, you know in, what I'm talking about? In, I think I said in shorts and in shorts and uh, in shorts. He's the best uh, tight end we was, had. In it shorts. was pretty. It was that, pretty hyped that, up. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> so is the defense? Was that, I mean, what, I haven't I said remember, a word about. I haven't said a word about CJ Henderson or Taven. You guys know my disdain for Taven. Yeah, right. Taven needs true. to do the crate. Taven needs to do the crate challenge. Okay, yeah. I, I would. Taven needs to do the crate challenge. Rumor is, rumor has it, this that's how he like got his black eye at the beginning of training camp. He started. <laughs> that's that's not a rumor. I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, so uh, the so when Taysom Hill came in, which by the way, I don't know if I just I don't I haven't like followed the Saints camp or anything. But how was that ever a competition? Was it just strictly because? They wanted to pay him respect or something because it seemed like the defense got better when he came in. I mean, was that just, you know, what happened there? It seemed like we were okay when he was in at quarterback. Saints have to run a lot of gadget plays. And not to say that Taysom Hill didn't, you know, they went three and one last year with him. But um, they have to run some gadget plays for him to be successful. And it kind of threw the offense off rhythm, which gave us a chance to catch up. Uh, as far as not catch up like score, but catch up like just on what's going on out there. And then, you know, there was some there were some decent plays that were made, but then Taysom Hill fought back. He didn't just bow down. He he definitely fought back. Yeah, he made some good plays. Yeah. So, you know, the Saints have 140 million reasons, Corey, on why they made this a competition. He's got a hundred forty million dollar like contract extension. It's very weird. That's interesting. He's got a very He's got a very low base salary, but then he's got like if he make if he wins the job or starts playing QB, he's got all these incentives that he can hit to get the, this this big time money. It's the craziest contract I've ever seen. Um, but that's why that, that's why he he was in. And I don't know after you know although it was against the Jags after you know that game, Jameis might have locked that up. But the defense the defense did look better. There, there are guys out there that are real that are ball hawks that really yep. get get after it. the front seven. There, there's a couple guys that just really, really understand where they need to be playing assignment football, not trying to make the play all on their own, but waiting for people to back them up to come in and make the play. Yeah. And what I mean by back them up is you know being in position so you flush a guy a certain way, uh, to and so your teammate can make the tackle. I really feel like a lot Snoop- of that. Smoot, Smoot also like you know was able to show up, um, and rightfully so, man. I don't. I, I hope this is a year that 
you know, Smoot can really, you know, kind of evolve because he's kind of been buried on the roster for, for the last couple of years. Uh, and when he was able to come in on the, the third downs or when we, we had those situations where we just kept bringing bodies in on the defensive line, felt like he was always able to contribute. Um, so I hope that, you know, he gets more of a starting role. But, you know, I'm already high on Jahad Ward. I'm already high on, on, on Smoot. Um, you know, if if Josh Allen, if he can come come back and continue to be the Josh Allen that he has or that he that he was, um, you know, you're not going to be able to block everybody. So it's going to be an opportunity. And of course, Miles Jack is playing like lights out, like say what you want. I think with him being in his natural position right now, um, you know, it, it's just going to be great. I, I love the way how he was able to fight off that screen and kind of blow up the tackle. Um, he was, I think there was a couple of plays where he made like two or three tackles in a row. Um, you know, so I'm super, super high on him. Um, but I, I mean, the defensive line, they, they wanted to stop the run. This team was gashed with the run last year. Um, you know, even in 2018 run, run, run defense was an issue. Once, you know, a lot of the defensive line departed, you know, your Malik Jackson's, you know, um, your, um, what's the guy that came over from Baltimore or not Baltimore, Buffalo. Um, oh, uh, Darius, um, Marcel Dar- Darius. Yeah. Marcel yeah. Darius. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, one, so, so he's, so he was, he was gone. So there was, you know, obviously some issues that needed to be sewed up with the run. And I think they're going to do that. Um, you know, as far as with the current regime that they have now on the offensive line or de- excuse me, defensive line, I think they got a lot of bodies and things like that right there. Um, so just making sure the linebackers, and I think that's why I don't, I, I think a lot of the starters need to play on Sunday um, because I don't think there's, there's a couple people that are quote unquote game ready that Urban mentioned. And I think that, you know, no one can sit right now. I don't think anyone's good enough to like, voluntarily be able to sit to, I mean, DJ Chark, I know, you know, he's got his thumb injury or, or his, his index finger, excuse me, one of his fingers is injured. Um, but I, I think that, you know, he can, he can kind of sit, there's a couple of players that are game ready, but a majority of the defense, they got to play. Like I got to see more from that secondary, honestly. Yeah. Continuity, same thing on offense, same thing with the defense as far as on the back end. They've got to uh, really band together and work together to to try to understand where each other is, to get a feel for each other. And I think that's what – and only time will tell. Reps will, will, will help that once they you know, get the roster correct and make sure we got the you know best six guys back there or, – or six our best five guys back there, you know, three corners, two safeties. Um, hey, it could be six the way, you know, teams throw out – uh, wide receivers and, and tight ends um, out on formations nowadays. But that's that's the biggest thing is Herb's got some chess pieces on that defense, especially on the back end. They just got to figure out what he wants to do with, especially at the safety position, um, whether if it's uh, Cisco or, you know, hopefully not Wilson. Please, no Wilson. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, the it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see what he what he does there. And what the D coordinator does to try to get that get that sewn up, so we have uh, at least a, a good group back there, because getting beat, you know, going up early like twenty one nothing. That's how when you're when you're not a good team, uh, other teams their, their scheme, and this is what we're going to see a lot of. We're going to see a lot of deep shots taken against us. We're going to see a lot of teams try to hurry up and get up quickly, because that you don't let teams that aren't supposed to be good hang around. Because that's how you end up getting beat. So 
the first the first you know 15 18 minutes of the game for us are going to be critical because if we don't protect the back end that's where teams are going to be headed they're going to be headed towards that deep ball all right well we got the uh last preseason game on sunday against the cowboys which is also yeah uh, yeah so have you guys watched that because i haven't really watched any of it yet is it good this year uh i, I refuse to look at anything cowboys wise until jerry jones oh. sells the team or he goes it's, you know he croaks because i think he's Gotcha. Well, one or two things are going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what's going to happen before he sells the team. <laughs> yeah. so, so I can't, I, I can't, uh, I can't say. You know, I have watched Hard Knocks because I just do not like Jerry Jones. I will, I, I will, I, I'll say, man, I, I love that kind of stuff. So I've been tuned in like every Tuesday, Pretty and good. you know, I yeah, I love the 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 production that HBO does. You know, there's not very very many storylines, um, you know, they're able, you know, to kind of develop into, there hasn't been that one player that, you know, everyone kind of like just latches onto and like hopes they make the team, you know, cause a majority of it has been about Dak Prescott coming back from his injury, which is a big, you know, big deal. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Amari Cooper coming back from an injury, which is going to be a big deal. So I guess there is a little bit of a resurgence, you know, from some of their offensive outputters. Um, and I think Zeke, uh, you know, as well, coming back, I don't know if he was hurt or if he had a down year or whatever. But one of the things that I will be able to say is that that they did a um, they did like some type of drone, like flyover view of the star. And the, and for people that aren't familiar with it, the star, I guess, is what lot J here is supposed to be on steroids. So you have like, you know, uh, an area where you can shop and have like high end like restaurants, hotels that kind of lead into practice facility and training facility and football operations and, hmm. and stuff like that, you know, within, you know, that, that is not con- connected to AT&T field in Arlington. So this is out in Frisco, Texas, but they did like a first, like, I think four or five minutes of this week's episode was just a drone like footage of going through. And it was just awesome. And to really see the vision that Jerry Jones has, you know, say what you want about him, Derek, you know the guy knows what he's doing. He can put what he wants into to to vision, and it, it was it was pretty awesome seeing that. No, cool. no. See, I, I'm gonna disagree with you there because he doesn't know what he's doing. And before oh. the Jags even before the Jags even came to town, I was a Cowboy fan. That's why that's why I say that. And he single has single handedly driven that team. Yeah, they're still America's team, and they generate a lot of revenue, but they don't win anything, and they're not gonna win anything as long as he's around. That's just my opinion. So I'm, I've I, since '95 I've been 100% Jags because you know Jerry Jones. You know they won the Super Bowl in '95 and then '96 we went on a run and I was hooked ever since. Um, Before that, how many years were you a, a Dallas Cowboys fan? Uh, when they drafted just, Emmitt. I'm just, trying Emmitt to, was, I'm just trying to. I'm when, just trying to age you for the podcast. <laughs> you can go ahead and age me when they drafted <laughs> Emmitt. Here, I'll go ahead and age myself. I, I'll age myself in 1985. 1985 or 86, I can't remember the year, my father took me to my first football game in Tallahassee, I think Rickards High School, and they were playing at Scambia. And I asked my dad, who was the guy running the ball? He said Emmett Smith. So hmm. although Emmett went that's to Florida, cool. I was on the Gator, you know, I wasn't a Gator fan, but then when he got drafted by the Cowboys, that's how I became a Cowboys fan for a little while. So you're and a closet a Florida fan is what you're saying? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Not even close to being a closet Florida fan. That's all right. Funny. <laughs> 
are they covering any of the Jags game on Hard Knocks? Well, how does that work? I, I think I think there's going to be a lot of um, so I think this will probably be a I don't I don't think Dak I don't think uh, Zeke I don't think any of the big big players are going to have any actual play on Hard Knocks. Um, you know, the only coverage that they have been doing is whenever uh, of an opposing team is if there's a, a specific storyline or if someone has to do like has to like get some type of screen time. Um, I would imagine if the Jags are playing their starters on Sunday, you know, that you will be able to actually see them in that kind of spotlight. But to me, you know, that kind of stuff is cool. You know, being able to, you know, have them within the spotlight, it kind of provides relevance with them playing on Monday night football, even though it was a preseason game, you know, there is still a little bit of relevance there. You know, you, you gotta, you see them, um, you know, in, in the past, you know, we had those Friday night and Saturday night, you know, um, preseason games that nobody else was really paying attention to. So it just adds a little bit more of a, a little bit of form of relevance, but only if the the team wins, you know, the Jags, I think they're both 0-2 right now. So, I mean, preseason, call it what you want. You don't, I mean, it doesn't count, but I still want to be able to see them score some points. I still want to be able to see the potential. I still want to see them, be able to see them do the basic things. Like, and that's the one thing that I just want to be able to see. And I don't understand like how much of the playbook that you could be hiding. If you can't even do the basic things correctly. Uh, That's my, that's my soapbox. No, that makes sense. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, Hopefully urban Meyer will have Jaguars branded uh, apparel on the sideline. Let's not do that in an actual game situation. (laughs) That would be horrible. Um, well, he's going to be out there in like a Vineyard Vines polo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Um, so, but yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please jump on and leave us a rating and review and subscribe so you can see new episodes in your feed. We're also on Spotify and Google Podcasts and pretty much every other podcast platform. Uh, but we appreciate you guys listening. Again, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.